last week, in the last couple of weeks, going through verses 1 through 9 of the book of Ezekiel, chapter 19. where the Lord has compared Judah, the house of Judah, to a lioness. A lioness who went in and laid down among the other lions. Other kings of the nations round about, and she took one of her whelps, one of her sons, and he became king. However, not do as his father Josiah and so he did not walk in the ways of the Lord and the king of Egypt was brought up against him took him captive and took him back to Egypt. The lioness, the house of Judah, was waiting for his return. And when she figured out that all hope was lost, she took another of her wealth. Sons. And he became a young lion, as did his brother, and learned to catch the prey and devoured men. That was Jehoiakim. And he also did not walk in the ways of his father. Josiah did not walk in the ways of the Lord and ended up Nebuchadnezzar came up against him and he was taken captive put in chains taken from hold, holding place to holding place to take him back to Nebuchadnezzar And he died before reaching Babylon. And his son, Jehoiachin, reigned in his stead, and his reign was wicked, was evil, as was his father, Jehoiakim. And Nebuchadnezzar 
took him captive and took him back to Babylon. At the time of this and the Ezekiel's delivery of this message was to be to the present reigning king who was another son of Josiah, brother to Jehoahaz and Jehoiakim, by the name of Zedekiah. And this message was to be delivered to Zedekiah as a way of warning, warning of God's judgment upon their wickedness and their evil and wicked reign. Verse 9 ends that verse that section. Verses 10 through 14 begins another simile of a fruitful vine. We mentioned that last week in closing. However, we will not get into it this week. Because the thought that we had there with the, the three kings, the four kings actually, and we could say four brothers, three brothers and a son, Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Zedekiah, and then Jehoiakim's son, Zedekiah, and their wickedness. Being the seed of Josiah, being the sons of Josiah. So as we thought about that the last two or three weeks, it should have put you in mind as it did me in mind of what we had just had in chapter 18. Turn with me to chapter 18. And look with me at what we have in verses 10 through 13. This section here, verses 10 through 13, is just coming off the revealing of a good man, a righteous man, one who walked in the ways of the Lord, who did that which was right, who was not an oppressor, did not take misery, 
of his brothers, fellow man. He walked in all the statutes of the Lord, all the commandments of the Lord. He walked according to the word of God. And the Lord said, He shall live. He had his eternal life. And in possession of eternal life is manifested by his manner of life. And he dies in that manner of life, that manner of righteousness. Verse 10 says, If he beget a son... That righteous man, if he beget a son that is a robber, a shedder of blood, and that doeth the like to any one of these things, and that doeth not any of these duties, but even hath eaten upon the mountains, and defiled his neighbor's wife. In other words, he was an idolater and an adulterer. Hath oppressed the poor and needy, hath spoiled by violence, hath not restored the pledge, and hath lifted up his eyes to the idols, hath committed abomination hath given forth upon usury and hath taken increase shall he then live he shall not live he hath done all these abominations he shall surely die his blood shall be upon him that is that was his manner of life and and that is his manner of life when he dies. He's going to suffer an eternal death. Eternal separation. See God gave this message to Ezekiel in the 18th chapter of of these and then we follow up in the 19th chapter with men who had had, with kings who had had a righteous father. But they themselves were wicked. Look at verse 18 of this same chapter. This is following a righteous son. There was a righteous son. Josiah. As for his father, Ammon and Manasseh, because he cruelly oppressed, spoiled his brother violence and did that which is not good among his people lo 
even he shall die in his iniquity. And then warning. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. You see, Josiah, all he do was, was, was teach his, his household and live rightly before them, but he couldn't live their life for them. And they refused to walk in their ways. You and I as parents, that's all we can do. We, all we can do is, is teach our children. And how faithful were we to teach our children the word of the Lord? To set them and teach them the word of the Lord. To let them see our lives. Living the word of the Lord. Obeying the statute. Obeying the commandments. Of the Word of God. I want us to think on this thread by turning with me to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs in chapter 14. Look with me at verse 34. A somewhat familiar verse. Righteousness exalteth a nation. I like, I like the problem. <laughs> we have a lot of of contrast in the book of Proverbs. Here the contrast is between the righteous and the wicked. Righteousness exalteth a nation. Exalteth people. That is just and equitable judgment administered by the government and being exercised by its people toward one another lifts a nation up. It exalts a nation. It sets them, it sets them above other nations. God said so. God will be so. And God will give it them. God will give them blessing upon blessing upon blessing. God is pleased with it. We can recount that. We can see that 
in the days of Israel under the, under the reign of good leaders. Joshua taking, taking the people into the land and God blessed them. They were doing what they supposed to do. All the days of Joshua. But Joshua died. And the people failed to utterly drive out the inhabitants of the land. Those wicked people that, that God was bringing judgment upon for their wickedness. And for their idolatry. They married those people instead of driving them out. It's not long. They're walking in their practices. They're walking in their ways. They're committing idolatry. God would bring affliction upon them, bring a nation upon them to, to afflict them. And they would finally cry out to God for help. God raised up a judge to deliver them. And in most cases, all the days of that judge, they walked pleasing to the Lord. But as soon as that judge was dead and gone, they're right back into their wicked ways. We enter upon the days of King David. God gave David a mighty arm. David fought many battles. God gave him the victory. David was a, a man that feared God, a man that was concerned about walking in the ways of, of the Lord. And God prospered David and, and prospered Israel. In those days, the days of Solomon, oh, it was exalted in the days of David and in the days of King Solomon. The nations far and wide under Solomon heard of, of the fame of Solomon, the wisdom and they came calling they came visiting bringing gifts and lavishing gifts upon Solomon and upon Israel that was the first half of Solomon <laughs> but then they turned away from it but as long as they walked in righteousness they were an exalted nation. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Now just read the short passage. I'll let you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and and read there verses 1 through 14 sometime in your leisure and see what God said he'd do for them they walked in his ways and walked in righteousness but in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 6 
Keep therefore and do them. That is His commandments. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. In the sight of the nations. You see, they were, they were to be a witness. They were to be a te- The nations were to see their righteousness. And they, they would only see their righteousness as they obeyed the commandments of God. Which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so might, so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? What nation was there? There was none in those days. And I read that and I think about Israel and there was none in those and I can't help but think of our own nation. God gave some faithful men that were faithful to establish their country, this country to establish the laws of the land based upon the word of God, based upon the commandments of God. And they hung upon our courts across this land. And God exalted this nation because their, their, their governors, their judges, they judged righteously. They judged according to his word. They led according to his word. But they gradually began to depart. And the departure was long before my life time. And it's only increased. In the days of my years upon this earth to where we're at today. A godless nation. A godless nation. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or, or whether you're a Republican politically. Both parties are corrupt. We need to pray that God would give us God-fearing men to rule in our land. Give us God-fearing judges to judge just judgment, right judgment, according to 
His truth, according to His Word, according to His commandments. However, back to Proverbs 14:34. Doesn't say. However, it says, but, but sin. is a reproach to any people. Sin, iniquity, immorality, where it abounds. And its government and its people become mean. Become despicable. They're despised in the eyes of others. They're despised in the eyes of nations round about them. Don't we see it? Don't we see it concerning our own land today? In the likes of People today, people are angry. People are only out for themselves. They're vicious. You think not? You just drive the speed limit on the interstate. You think you're going to have a case of road rage. The book of Psalms. But sin is a reproach, is a disgrace to any people. The book of Psalms in chapter 107. And look at verse 34. This is what God's going to do. A fruitful land into barrenness. Why? For the wickedness of them that dwell therein. <laughs> See, when wickedness dwells in the land, that land of plenty, that land of fruitfulness, is going to come to barrenness. You tried to buy anything at the store lately? Oh, and that, it, it, it has maybe gotten a little better on some things. But you notice the empty spots in a lot of, lot of things, a lot of stores. Got empty spots all over. Whoever thought that would be so in, a, in, in America? The land of plenty. I can remember just 20 years ago, 
Not even that long ago. You walk in the store and, and, and there's, I mean, the shelves are full of everything. And there's so many choices, you don't know what to choose of this product. It's getting less and less. Don't think that, well, we get, we get the president out of there and we get, get, a, get a new president in there as a Republican, things are going to turn around. Don't think that, don't put your hopes upon the plan. Your trust and your hope better be in the Lord. He's the provider. I'm glad he blesses his people. I'm glad he provides for his people. The psalmist, I'm almost thinking it was David. I was young and now I'm, now I'm old. Never seen the righteous forsaken or begging bread. The Lord supplies. You may not have all that you want. He gives you what you need. He gives you what you stand in need of. Notice what the Word of God says to rulers. Second Samuel. Second Samuel in chapter 23. David is the writer here. He's recounting the Lord God. Verse 3 of 2 Samuel 23. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, in the fear of God. <laughs> he that ruled rule over the people <laughs> must be just. He, 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 he must rule in the fear of God. Where is the fear of God in the men of our land today? They that walk in pride are not walking in the fear of God. You find a humble man. He may be walking in the fear of the Lord. But not the proud. Look what Psalms chapter 2, 10 has to tell us. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be wise, 
or ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. That's what we need. We need kings. We need presidents who are wise. Where do you get wisdom? Well, turn to the book of Proverbs. <laughs> Proverbs will tell you where to get wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need judges. <laughs> that are instructed in wisdom, that are instructed in righteousness. That serve the Lord. Serve the Lord in fear. Chapter 82 of Psalms. In verse 3. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. That's what we need. We need, we need our government officials to care. To care not to care less about themselves and to care less about their own and to care about our veterans. We find them allocating all this money for, for, for what? To advance their own agendas, to advance their own programs. And meanwhile, our streets are filled with homeless homeless veterans who've been forgotten. The poor and the needy and the afflicted. They need our love and compassion. They gave their bodies to defend this nation. And the thanks and the reward that they get is forgotten about. Proverbs chapter 20. Verse 28. Mercy and truth preserve the king. <laughs> Here's what we need. We need men who care about the truth and who care about mercy. His throne is upholding by mercy. <laughs> we need men who are merciful.
I don't know if it'll ever happen. But we need to pray that it'll happen. We need to pray that God will give us these men to rule us. Back to chapter 16 of Proverbs. Sixteen and verse twelve. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness. It's an abomination. It's an abomination before God. The men who stand on the side of promoting all the wickedness that is in our land today. It's an abomination before God. For the throne is established by righteousness. Two things on that. Righteousness will establish his throne, cement it, make it firm, make it solid. But also, the other idea there is the Lord, our righteousness, is the one that set him there. And he ought to give credence to the fact that it was the Lord God Almighty, the Lord Sovereign. Who shut him up? And he ought to turn from ruling in wickedness and rule in righteousness. Rule according to the one who set him there on the throne. Then the Word of God has something to say, not specifically to kings and judges, but to all people, kings, subjects as well. Proverbs chapter 24. In verse 23. These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. This is to all people. It's, it's not good. To have show favor in judgment. Be just in your judgment. Be righteous in your judgment. The book of Isaiah. Isaiah in chapter 56. In verse 1. Thus saith the Lord. Keep ye judgment 
and do justice. For my salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. <laughs> the Lord is coming. So let us to remember to, to keep judgment and to do justice. Be right in all our things. In other words, to walk in the ways of the Lord. Ways that are pleasing to Him. Psalms in chapter 62. Psalm 62 and verse 10. Trust not in oppression. <laughs> Become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. <laughs> don't fall, if you be increased in riches, don't fall in love with them. Don't give your heart over to them. It'll turn you away from God. You'll become an oppressor. We just read. We're not to trust in oppression. Oppressing the people is not favorable with God. God says it's an abomination. Back to the book of Proverbs, chapter 14. And verse 31. He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker. Notice that's in capital letters. An oppressor of the poor. Is a disgrace, is a shame to the God who made you. But he that honoreth him, honoreth the Lord, hath mercy on the poor. You see, you love God, you love the Lord, you honor Him. You'll honor Him in all your ways. You'll be merciful to the poor. You'll have mercy upon them. These verses, these scriptures, set forth the right way for kings, judges, governors of the land. And they set way, set forth what is good and right. Way to live for all people. Oh, that all people would live by there. Obeying the word of the Lord, obeying the statutes of the Lord, seeking to please him. Seeking to please him, you'll be just.
in your ways. You'll be due judgment, righteous judgment, just judgment. You'll not be a not be an, an oppressor of the poor, but you'll be merciful to the poor. Are there 